We are in a race between education and catastrophe. The knowledge.
Hi, this is Variety Shanavere for Kashi Media Podcast Live. Giving you a commentary on people who was fighting for the civil rights movement versus independence. I met a gentleman on the bus today. Yep, I do take the bus. And he was an older man. I always see this older man all the time. And he's always demanding something. He always want to be a bully somewhat. He wanted the whole world to know that I'm a veteran. And I demand to sit in the front in the handicap section with my walker. Now this man really doesn't have really a big problem with walking. He just want to push the walker because he feels he's entitled to push the walker. But he can really walk. Okay. He may not walk perfectly, but he can walk pretty well. You know, and he got on the bus today. And um, they saw a younger person that was sitting across. He said, next time, can you please, when you see someone like me, get up and do the right thing and just get up so we can sit down. Well, it does say for the section to be for the handicap of the elderly. And she just like, oh, okay, you know. Because someone did get up for him to have a seat, you know? And I said to him, you know what? I'm 55 years old. I told him I'm 55 years old. And I said, you always demanding things from people when you get on the bus. You always demand that people get up for you. You always let people know that that you fought in the military. God bless you. Someone had to do the job. You know, you chose to do that job. He felt the whole world owes him. (laughs) You know, but I told him that I'm 55 years old and I was born in 1967. 55 years ago, I told him, you could not sit in the front where you're sitting right now. You had to sit in the back. And Rosa Parks went to prison or jail because she refused to give up her seat for sitting in the front. He said, oh, you know, we come. We made some progress. I said, yes, we did. Yes, they did. Yes, she did. Yes, all of those that were involved back then did make some progress. And I told him, but there's still a difference between fighting for civil rights and fighting for independence. There's still a big difference. He got calm. He got calm. And he said, 
You know what? We come a long way. He got humble. Because I said, you shouldn't be so hard on people. You know? God bless you for fighting for this country. You're alive. You came back alive. You know, and you're here. But I had to explain to him. I said, but I'm I'm 20-something years younger than you. So let me explain what, how I perceive things. Civil rights movement. Civil rights. People fought for civil rights in America. And a friend of mine, we were talking about this before. He's from South Africa. And he always say, how come black Americans fought for civil rights but didn't fight for independence? He said, there is a big difference. I said, yes, it is. So we talked about the difference in fighting for civil rights and the difference in fighting for independence. The difference is this. Civil rights is when you fight to be like someone else. Civil rights is to fight to be in in the same place someone else is in. Civil rights is to fight to sit where someone else is sitting. Civil rights is to fight for what others had. So you want to have it too. Okay? So, I look at things in a whole lot of different angles. So people fought so they can drink from the water fountain. So the water fountain became just one water fountain. It wasn't divided anymore. People fought to sit in restaurants. So it wouldn't be no colors wanted in these restaurants. Today in society, restaurants have food that causes cancer. And a lot of us have died of cancer eating that food. Where some of you are already farmers can grow your own food and could have eaten and kept eating what was good for you in the first place. But you wanted to fight to be like others. So you got the diabetes, you got the cancer to go along with the fight and the victory of that fight. People fight for positions or to be having certain angles of having employment. And we came to the reality of, talked to another friend of mine, he said, well, I don't work. I don't work because I want to be self-employed. I don't work because I don't want to be taking care of somebody else's family. When you have a job, you're working to take care of the boss and his family. When you work, you're told what you're going to make, how much money you're going to make, you're told when you can take a vacation. You're told when you're going to get a raise. 
people work hard, work in marriage, and still don't get a raise. People get find themselves doing overtime and still don't get paid overtime. People have jobs where they want their job to be more important than their families, so they have to stay on the job and take care of the job instead of going home to take care of their families. Those are the type of things that people fought for, for civil rights. You work 30 years at a job, taking out taxes, supposed to be part of retirement. I look at the homeless every single day in California of people who have worked 30 years on their job and they tell me their story every day of working 30 years on their job. They retire, their retirement checks, retirement checks or disability checks or whatever it is, is only $1,000 a month, but the rent is $3,000, $4,000 a month. That's the civil rights they fought for. Now they can't afford to live in their own damn homes. The independence of it all. What's the difference? I'll give you an example. Free men. I was taught to always pick up a penny whenever you see a penny in your path. Pick the penny up. The copper penny, pick it up. Pick up that wheat brown penny. The wheat brown penny is a man named Abraham Lincoln on that penny. He's the one who gave the slaves their emancipation. The president that died for giving that emancipation for slavery. And on the back of that penny is not the White House, it's the House of Ralph. That's out in India. So therefore, there's a difference when you see the penny because the penny is what the Africans had when they came to America. The penny is what the India Indians had when they came to America. And I'm still convinced to this day on my own observation that Abraham Lincoln to me was an Indian from India. I believe that. He gave the freedom of slavery. You have people still today, even in California to this day. You have people coming from Mexico in real estate. They say Mexico was part of California. 
This is their land. And it was stolen from them. That's what it says. I don't believe everything I read, and I don't believe everything I'm told. I'll give you an example. My grandfather discovered the North Pole. That's big, survey. And I always tell people, as far as I'm concerned, the North is our shit, our family. It belongs to us. Because he land on planet rock. Planet rock didn't land on him, he land on it. And he put his flag on it. Matthew Henson. Also, we have a family in the 1800s, freemen's. When I say freemen, that means people who were free. They were not slaves. They could have been post-slavery. But we're talking about free people in America of African descendants. Their names were, last name were the Bruce family. In the 1800s, they bought Manhattan Beach. They had an illegal immediate domain done over a hundred years ago in California in Manhattan Beach. So the grandson of the Bruce's filed for the documents to be restored because the immediate domain was never done. It was taken illegally and they were pushed out because of the Ku Klux Klan. So they moved on because of that violence of them from the KKK. 100 years later, their grandchildren filed their corporations, refiled it, and got back the land in the beach of Manhattan Beach. Now it's called Bruce Beach, like it should be. We're talking about Africans, Americans in America, who bought a beach for about $1,800. A beach for $1,800. And their grandchildren with knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of real estate went back and retrieved it. Their ancestral rights. You have a lot of hearsay, gossip, talking about who come from Mexico and own California. You can't own nothing without no money. These people bought a beach. My grandfather discovered the North Pole. He put work into it, so did they. I don't know why people keep saying people own California when they haven't bought nothing. If you if California was yours, how come they bought the beach? How come the beach was restored back to them a hundred years if you own California? That's the type of shit I'm talking about. 
You can't even own a slave without money. So I look at these points like that. Because I see people all the time in California. Latinos pushing shopping carts with a tin plate or something on top of it. Illegally firing it up as a vendor, a legal vendor who don't want to pay taxes. But the police don't say anything because they look at them like, oh, it's our people. They're trying to make a good living. Make a good living how? By not paying taxes? So they better than everyone else. They don't have to pay taxes. But everyone else does. Everyone else has to go get a permit. Everyone else has to go get a license, a peddler's license, but they don't. So it's okay for them to do illegal shit. That's the type of shit I'm talking about. And it don't always smell clean, but it's okay to go against the rules of the health department because they came from Mexico. That's how they treat shit like that here in California. But it's up to you to eat it. See, the independence of it all is sometimes people fight for things, but you was all right. You was all right already, but you really didn't know. I told that gentleman that he's in his 70s. He was born in the year of 1943 and I told him something. I said, that penny, has anyone ever just really taught you to pick up a penny? I said, that penny right now is worth a million dollars of the year of your birth of 1943 today. Why you sit there pushing that walker and filing for social security and getting on your thousand dollars a month? Had you know what I know, someone 20 years younger than you, had you been taught to always look at the date of your coins because you can always make money. I look at Coinstar all the time, machines. No one's going to teach you everything. But there is someone who developed the business of Coinstar. They know that if you put your coins into the Coinstar of your savings, and for instance, you have $50 worth of coins going into the coin star. You're going to go to the cashier, turn in your receipt from coin star, and get $50 back. But had you taken the time to learn that if you look at the date on your coins, that if you get a date that says 1943, you got a million dollars. But because you may not have that knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, you throw money away and don't even know it. You don't know that you're putting a million dollars into Coinstar machine. But someone else who knows that knowledge is gonna take the time 
to look at the dates of those coins, turn it in, and make millions while you get a few dollars. That's a level of knowledge that everyone does not teach people. It's done in secrecy. Only a certain society of community of people know this. People talk about reparations. When are they going to get it back? All you got to do is go home to your land in Africa and buy up land. Africa is on the up, they're not on the bottom. America is on welfare, not Africa. You go home, you have nothing but billionaires in Africa, Ghana, Nigeria. Nothing but billionaires. They're not out here smoking crystal meth, getting high in a bubble. So you decide on how you really want to have the outcome of your life. Fighting for civil rights. Civil rights to what? Smoke the bubble? Independence is what you make it. You sit down, you think it out. You think out your, your, your plan, your process of your plan and what it is that you want to do. And you can't always tell everybody your plans. When it comes to businesses, I don't believe in business plans to be passed on to other people. They say when people want to borrow money, get money from banks, so on and so forth, you have to have a business plan. That's what people tell you, but I don't believe in that. I don't believe in giving your business plan to people because it's like giving away your trade secrets of your own company before you even get started. So when other companies come around, they know how to buy you out because they know how your company is ran and operated. So when you have your articles, it says operational portions of your corporation tell you how you're going to operate it. So your competitor can read that. They know what your business is. That's how they make the comparison in marketing and how to gain customers and so on and so forth. I believe in all that. I believe you need to have a business plan also copyrighted and patented. People tell too much in the beginning. People listen to everybody. Do this, do that, do that. You have to get to a point sometimes in your life and your business and handling your business not to be like everybody else. You have to remember, I'm born single. I'm not everybody else. I'm one person. I'm singular. You have to know when to step out that boundary and create your own space. Some people like to share, some don't. Some people like to work alone. Because you know it's going to get done. The job is going to get done. 
There's a lot of things to consider when you have a business. Is it going to die when you die? Or is it going to still be functional, operational? After you leave this lifetime. There's a lot of things to consider. There's a lot of rotten people out here. People are declaring that they love the Lord and they say all kind of things about the Lord every single day. The Lord this, the Lord that, this and that. But they're still blocking people who's supposed to be in business with people because they want it all for themselves. They don't want nobody else to have it. They don't want you to have it. They don't want your kids to have it. They want it all about them. And they're hypocrites. The best thing you can do is always obtain knowledge. Always obtain knowledge. Always keep going to school. Always take online classes. Always keep learning. People want to know about the Bitcoins. They want to know about cryptocurrency. They want to know about blockchain. There are a lot of classes online that can teach you that. And you don't have to limit yourself for going to college just in the United States. You can enroll online overseas as well too. And get that knowledge and learn it all first before you start making your investments. When you have independence, you decide how much you want to make. You decide how the business is going to be ran, how you want it to be ran. People really think when they're celebrities and they have endorsements that they're in control. They're not. Because if you do something in the media that they don't like and you say something about somebody, they can stop your endorsements and stop you from making money because you said something that they don't like. But yet you can be called the N-word every goddamn day. But they feel like they have the control of that. But who's going to stop them? So I talk about these type of topics to give some form of awareness. This is going to be on another topic, but I'm going to talk about this right now because I'm on the business portion of this, of talking about independence. How many of you know that the iPad, the iPhone is made in Nigeria? Look it up, it is. ncc.ng.gov. The iPad is made in Nigeria. It's created. The technology of it all is formed in Nigeria and then it manufactures over into China. But the technology of it starts in Nigeria. Nigeria's on the up. Y'all better get up off that crystal. Black folks. Y'all better get up off that pipe. That bubble. You live in your self. Living your life in a bubble. It ain't cool. Because it's going to pop eventually. And when it pops, you might not have nothing. It's not good to have a drug dealer on top. And you giving him all your money. 
and then you're on the bottom. That's not cool. You living your life on the bottom while the drug dealer's on top. That's not cool. That's not cool at all. When you do business, you can kind of see where it's coming from. You got churches over here. You got the police department over here. When nobody's doing anything and everybody's doing the same thing and everybody's smoking crystal meth on the trains, on the buses, on the platforms on the train stations, uh, you know they involved, government involved. That's their shit. I knew it was going to turn into something big when they did marijuana legally. Government is the biggest drug dealer anyway. But it's still your choice to use whatever it is that they put out here. It's still on you. Because you have options. You don't have to do any of it. You can just do your thing. You don't have to be a part of the crowd. You don't have to get involved. That's just like somebody fighting for the civil rights to sit in a hamburger stand restaurant or whatever because white folks are sitting there but now you have hamburgers and animals or however they were fed or whatever they have caused cancer you was alright before you started sitting there in their hamburger stands and their restaurants you was alright when you was growing your own fruits and vegetables because Back then, the plantations, they were farms. They were farms. They was picking it up. But you were still growing it. People were still cooking it. You knew where it came from. And you wouldn't be becoming a diabetic. It didn't have no pesticides on it. Everything was taken care of. Everything around you was clean. Those laborers, those slaves, they had to clean them white houses, them big plantation homes, with lie, spick and span. Them black folks kept everything clean. White sheets were spotless, clean white sheets. Couldn't find one spot on it. They They took care of the dirt and the contamination. That's what they were there for. But you knew it was clean. And you knew how it was clean and who cleaned it. You feel me? Now y'all got differences today. What you fought for, you fought something. Some of it wasn't good for you. Some of it wasn't good. Because one thing about surveys and census is that they use the census to divide people to see where they're going to send bad food at in the neighborhood. Where they're going to send the alcohol at in the neighborhood. These days, they're trying to figure out how we're going to get rid of the homeless. There was a man, a couple guys walked down the street saying, I can't wait to, uh, Harvest the homeless organs. Sick people. You know. 
COVID-19. There's a lot of a lot of gossip on that, and people are saying, you know what? They try to kill us all. There were more people who had homes and a place to live that died of COVID-19 than those that were homeless on the streets. And I didn't hear a lot about homeless people dying on the streets from COVID-19. Might have been a few, but it wasn't massive, but they were with people who live with a roof over their head. Because a lot of people are living in homes. They have the materials that were built that causes cancer. So whatever that was with COVID-19, it added to that, and it just took them out. You have people who are immune to air all day, but they survived it. And I was telling people, get on your echinacea. Get on your alkaline 9.5 water. Because that's the water that heals you and heals you and your body. That's the water that doesn't have any um, bacteria in it. That's a preventive cancer water. You have to learn how to eat and drink. So, hopefully, people can start thinking. And doing things a little bit more differently for the future of their lives. Buy a land in Africa. Taking the money that you may get in Social Security and going over there, you can live good. You can, you can live pretty good on, on the money that you get in America, on your retirement in Africa. As ancestry of Africans, go on over there and buy your land and just do your thing. Because once you do it, you own everything 100%. As far as I know, there are no property taxes. As far as I know. You just buy land, sell land. That's it. As far as I know. So you make a decision on how you want things to go. Because you can't go to Social Security, call them up, download a form online. There's an international form that says, hey, I'm gonna be going overseas. Uh, I wanna receive my money over there through the embassy or the counseling office. And you fill it out and they'll send your money overseas to you and pick it up. You start your bank account. Get your citizenship back, your country, your rights back, your tribal rights. Be Ibu, be Yoruba, be Olafema. Because that's still who you are, even if they called you Kente Kente over here. Or Toby over here in America, you're still Olafema. Ibu tribe is still alive, and so is Yoruba tribe. Ain't gone nowhere. So that identity that you have here in America ain't real anyway. Because that's not the real tribal name. That's not the real ancestry name. So why worry about it? 
you can go home and get you a Nigerian social security number. You start all over. You go home and come your real name of your ancestry if you want to. And drop the slave name if you want to. Or you could be a slave name over here and be the real ancestry name over there if you want to. You have options. So, that's going to conclude this segment of talking about the civil rights movement and independence. The difference. This is Variety Shunavir for Akashi Media Podcast Live. Thank you for listening.